Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. On this episode of Crown Jewels, Harry and Meghan's new Netflix trailer dropped. But who will they throw under the bus? Everyone's memeing Kate's green screen dress, and I can't erase it from my memory. And two more Archwell staffers have stepped down. Can Harry and Meghan keep anyone on the payroll? We are back with our second episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. My friend Lex and I are two pop culture obsessed ladies with a deep love for all things royal. Each week, we're breaking down the latest in royal updates across all monarchies, deep diving into some of the most unique and interesting players of these royal families, and of course, covering the intersection of royalty, pop culture, and celebrity news. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm good. I feel like we have so much to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. And can we just say, like, These royal families, especially the British royals, they are, like, keeping us fed. I just, I need to say that off the top. No, they are. Like, you and I text, I wake up every morning (laughs) from a text from you with, like, an article or a trailer, a video, a tweet, and I'm like, they they are just giving us everything. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I'm also slightly concerned that you said that you wake up to text for me because I know I'm an insomniac and I'm on the West Coast. So I'm behind you. So I'm up real bright and early, real bright and early. <laughs> you know what? That's so funny that you say that because you are on the West Coast, but like I could never tell because like I okay, feel like you're good. always awake. <laughs> I'm always available to people. It's my Achilles heel. Um, but you know what? That's just who I am and that's why we're here. So I do want to recap some stuff from last week's episode yes. because first and foremost, Shake my hand virtually, my girl. We were number 12 on the Apple podcast charts and entertainment news. What a debut. What a debut. A debut. Everyone was so kind, like so sweet. I mean, I I was so excited and so happy because this really is like such a a passion project Mm -hmm. and like such a labor of love because you and I genuinely like love to talk about this stuff. So it just like was so nice and like heartwarming. It was so nice and heartwarming. I loved reading the comments. I loved the comments saying that you were a comedian. I do need to highlight one comment. (laughs) One comment told us to go read a book. Mm. Um, And you know what I will say to that? Prince Harry Spare coming out in January already pre-ordered. So you know what? We took your advice. Thank you so much for that feedback. And See you in 2023. Yeah, that was like the best response. Like you were like, thank you so much for your feedback. Also, thank you to everybody who sent us DMs. Like, I swear to God, this podcast wasn't even live for me, the insomniac for like more than four hours. And I already had people in the DMs being like, loved this episode. You and Sam are hilarious. Your chemistry is great. It's great because we're friends and because we talk about this anyway. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. It's, It's the perfect storm. The perfect storm. And let's get into more of that perfect storm today because we have a lot to talk about. But I wanted to talk about the fact um, in a recap from last week that once again, Prince Charles got egged. 
And so, you know, some 20-something-year-old British boy will be banned from carrying eggs in the UK once again. I just needed to close that chapter for us from last week. Thank you so much. I, when you sent me that, again, an article today, I at first I was like, oh, well, like I thought you were like sending me like a memory. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and then I clicked on it and I was like, wait, the date? That's today. Mm-hmm. King Charles got egged again. This is going to be his signature. It's like actually really hilarious at this point now that it's like happened multiple times. But yeah, it's so funny. And I think we're going to continue seeing it happen. I just, that's my hunch. That's my prediction. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited. You know, it was my favorite thing to talk about last week. So I'm really, really, (laughs) I feel sorry for you, King Charles. No disrespect, but it really brings a sparkle of joy to my day to day when I get those articles from my mom. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for Tea and Crumpets, this week's top royal family stories. Sam, do you want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? Absolutely, I do. And I cannot wait to talk to you about Mm -hmm. the trailer, the The Netflix trailer for Meghan and Harry's documentary series has dropped. I was gooped. I was gagged. I was screaming, quaking. Oh, my gosh. Screaming, crying, throwing up. I got to say, like, literally, I had to watch this trailer a few times to really absorb every single cut and splice of it. Same. But like. They are coming out hot. I mean, not only did they release it when Wills and Kate were in the UK, or sorry, in Boston um, on their US tour. Wills and Kate, the plane touched down. Mm -hmm. The wheels were still hitting the pavement. Correct. And this trailer came out. Hot and heavy. I don't know if that's like a Netflix decision or a Meghan Harry decision, but they're producers on it. So I would assume everybody had to give the okay for that shit to go live at that specific time. It was so juicy. Like, just the timing of it. I didn't even watch it, like, <laughs> yet. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God. Like, they are so fucking messy for this. Like, it's I so know. funny. And I mean, they didn't stop there because in the trailer, you see that these two are coming so hard for Wills and Kate. I talked about it. Like, there's one scene in the trailer where oh, yeah. it's like Meg crying. Call her Meg now. Meg crying. <laughs> You know, on the couch, her Hermes blanket right behind her, of course. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Will and Kate and they're like death stares. And I think that if you watch the bigger version, Meg's behind them. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this sound. It's like this slashing sound or the mm-hmm. sound of a camera click. And then it's just a shot of Megan stoic right before we knew that single tear is coming. But like, it just took my breath away. No, I was hanging on every frame every cut and sound and slash and click of a camera like I was truly on the edge of my seat like and I can't wait and what I love is that they didn't release this trailer like two months in advance they were Mm -hmm. like oh no you guys are getting this like this week oh yeah it's coming it's coming so the first three episodes come out this Thursday December 8th same day our podcast goes live so how perfect And then the following three episodes come out the following Thursday, if my math is correct. That's December 15th. And I am, I'm so excited. I mean, we had like so many clips in the second trailer too of Prince Harry talking about the leaking and planting of stories as a part of the dirty game the institution plays. Mm -hmm. So like, not only are we going hard for Wills and Kate, we're like doubling down on the British media and the racism they faced with Meghan joining the royal family. Yeah, I mean- the queen died, mm-hmm. and Harry is now like, all right, let's fucking go. Like, Love I think he held back a lot for the last few years. I even think he held back so much in the Oprah interview. I mean, when I go back and, like, rewatch clips and stuff, like, he was shocked she brought up the whole skin tone mm-hmm. conversation. He was like, oh, Megan said that. Like, he was a little jarred by her bringing that up. And now that the queen is dead, may she rest. He doesn't give a single fuck, and he is ready to burn Buckingham House to the ground. And what I love about this trailer is, like, it just gives you enough to know, like, oh, they're really going to come for his siblings. Like, yeah, I don't remember if I really saw a lot of Prince Charles in the trailer. Yeah, I don't think so. It was like a close-up of Will and Kate. That was my main takeaway, was the close-up of Will and Kate, and, like, 
just again with that music or that sound over it, I was like, oh, this is intense, direct. Like the intention is there, it's set. And like, I am very curious, you know, are we going to see sort of like more of the same of what we've seen, like what we heard in the Oprah interview, what we've heard Megan talk about in her articles? Like, I know that in the cut article, she teased, like, this is their love story. So yeah. while I know the trailer is very juicy and coming hard on mm-hmm. the racism and the attacks that they faced and their struggle, my hope is, like, there is this other end of the arc that's, like, their love story and how they mm-hmm. grew together as a result. Um, because I want more than what we've seen in the past. And I feel like they've been telling the same story over and over again. And I want them to either tell us everything mm-hmm. or don't like it's really these little nuggets of information that I'm like okay but like I just want more to like sink my teeth into and like really get a handle on like what happened so what I'm hoping for from the documentary is I really do want more of their life before this like I want them like when they were dating like seeing their photos like, yeah, their personal photos. photos. Their personal photos. I was like, I had, I have chills right now. Like, I know. I'm such a fucking sucker, you guys. <laughs> like, just know that, okay? Like, uh, you are. On this I feel like I'm a little bit more. I'll. Um, they change like the breeze on this podcast. Heart. My opinions, like, <laughs> I real. It's really bad. I have no scruples. I just feel like I love seeing that side of them. The you know pictures of them in Africa together. Like, yes. I love that. But I also really think he's going to talk a lot about his mom. You I think? think? He's Why do you give, think that? Well, because he says, like, when women marry into this institution, and then it flashed to Diana. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think he's going to call the monarchy out for what they really did to her. Whoa. I do. Because I think that has so much to do with why he is so protective of Meghan and... I know. I really my I really like my that. mouth is still open because I really what scares me with that is like if he makes any claim of that regard, like he is saying ties with you, my blood family as we know it are done. Yeah, I think he's ready for that. I think he is ready to be done. And if they don't come to his table and try to mend things, like he'll never go to them. Like, he's had it with them. He's oh, my sigling. gosh. But do you yeah. think it's him? Okay, I have to ask. I have to pose this oh, question. Oh, okay, yeah. Because sometimes, and I just, I don't know if it's, like, the articles or what we get. Sometimes I'm like, is it him or is it Megan, like, you know, gently coercing him into that direction? Like, I don't know. And I don't, I I feel like such an asshole and such a like bad female. I don't want to be like, oh, it's Megan, a woman scorned. But I'm like, I just feel like she's always at the forefront of everything. And he's kind of like a little bit behind her. So I'm like, I feel like she's the alpha. I think she's definitely the alpha too. Like she, you know, he's the Don Gunvalson. She's the Vicky. Like Mm -hmm. she's really intense. But I think when it comes to this situation, he's becoming more and more vocal. Like, he's becoming the one to really speak out on why he left. Yeah. And I feel like that's the best route that they should take is because she's already taken so much shit and heat. I mean, I've given her some. I've given her some heat. So have I. (laughs) Right. So it's like, I think that he really wants to be the one to lead that conversation since it really is like his family. And what I think he is going to talk about, too, in the documentary is, like, a lot of what it was like growing up there and what it was like knowing that he was never going to be king. So what is his place like? And what sort of protections was Will afforded that, like, he obviously wasn't? And I find that really interesting. I mean, if this... This is so interesting that we watched the same trailer and our heads went in two different directions because yeah. I'm like, if this is the show they're giving us, the one you're describing, like, I'm so excited for it. Because in my mind, I'm like I'm such like, a Bravo, like, freak. Like, I'm like, you know, like, thinking of all yes. the dramatic things that can All happen. the twists and turns that can take. In my mind, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be more of the same narrative. And I, I just really hope don't that it's think not. So. Well, I hope you're right, Sam. I really do. And I think that it will also leave a little 
to the imagination for when the book comes out because like mm-hmm. why would I read a book when I could watch the documentary? So there oh, has to be sure. stuff in the book that like are bombshells. And I mean they've like they've timed this so perfectly with this show coming out two weeks, then it's the holidays, everybody kind of goes off and does their own thing, mm-hmm. or they have time to catch up on it, and then boom, in the new year, his book comes out. I mean, genius. We're all gonna be glued. Glued. Read I'm not gonna soon. do anything else. I'm not, <laughs> not gonna, gonna talk about anything, anything else. else. I can't shut up about it. I and can't it's just wait. a trailer. I know. I feel like I'm gonna have to stay up until midnight and watch at least one episode and like I go to bed at 9 30 p.m. on the weekdays. So good luck to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a text from you Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I just watched them all. You're going to wake up to the text from me being like, I watched all three of them. It's amazing. I'm yeah. super cracked out. It's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. All right, we've got Queen Elizabeth's lady-in-waiting, Suzanne Hussey, stepping down for the racist comments. Can I give a little breakdown of this story? Absolutely, please. This shit, you can see my cheeks are getting red. My face is heated. Mm -hmm. So here's what happened. Hussey, who is Queen Elizabeth's lady-in-waiting for over 60 years at Buckingham Palace, made racist comments to one of the guests, Ngazi Fulani, who is the black leader of Sista Space, which supports women of African and Caribbean heritage across the UK who have faced domestic and sexual abuse. So what happened was Fulani gave this whole notes app conversation screenshot on Twitter of the conversation that she had with Lady Susan and was just like, I don't know where I am, asking her questions like what part of Africa she was from. And she goes on and it's just it's terrible and it's brutal. And ultimately, Lady Susan was forced to resign over these comments, rightfully so. I don't love the word forced to resign, but again, this, yeah. is, the, this is what we're dealing with. Reading the exchange between mm-hmm. them, you can imagine that conversation. Like, this oh, wasn't yes. so out of left field. This didn't ever want, no one questioned it literally for one second. I feel like I saw the article that something happened and then she resigned. Like there was no questioning of it. There's no denial. Right. No denial. Like nothing. And that just was a little snapshot window into what certain people in this family. (laughs) You can say your names. Yeah. And so I'm just like. Also, okay. I have a dumb question. Please. I. I'm curious because I don't know if you're having to do this, but I have like to do some mental like gymnastics when I hear the word queen because I automatically think of Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. and not Queen Camilla. Yeah. So was this woman uh, the the lady in waiting for the Elizabeth or for for Cammy? So she was the lady in waiting for Elizabeth for sixty years. So in my mind, lady in waiting is like. I'm literally going to like Bridgerton. It's like almost like the friend that helps you put on your dress and brush your hair, but still gets to go to all of the events, right? Like Mm -hmm. almost like an assistant, but like a little bit more glamorous, um, I think. We'll see. Like she gets the perks. She gets the perks um, Mm -hmm. and she's a lady, but like she still has to work and assist you. So she did this for the queen for 60 years and I believe she attended the reception. I am less clear if she is now transferred to Queen Consort Camilla. You and your bowlers, you can find that out and let us know. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me call her. Let me see. Oh, my God. Do you know how many people I had writing me being like, I'm a total bowler? I'm like, dear, dear Lord. We're, Sam's starting something. We're a quiet majority. <laughs> we're the silent majority. But this whole story reminded me so much of when Princess Mikhail, that yeah. old witch, she wore that brooch to a dinner with Meghan and Harry. Yes. And it was like a very symbolic, like racist 
broach. Like, it was very, very problematic. And, like, this whole story just reminded me of that. Like, it's it's so, like, a little dig or a, it's, like, it's it's awful. I hate it. I hate it's it. awful. I hate it. And, like, <laughs> I, it's awful. I'm, like, I echoing it. what you're saying because, like, I'm trying not to explode right now. And, like, as much right. as I, you know – comment and complain about Harry and Meghan and, oh, were they telling the same story over and over again? I'm like, I can't really blame them in the sense of like, maybe A, they need to say it a million times so people Mm -hmm. get the message. But also B, it's like, they're not lying. Like, and I don't even know if they're exaggerating when like, this happened last week. Right. And to your point, there was no denial of it. There was no contest. Like, it was like, She's resigned. She's mm-hmm. out. We're done. So, which were they kind wrong? of makes me remember how last week we talked about how Charles was like, "Yeah, he's he's king now. He's n- not taking anyone's shit." Mm-hmm. So it makes me think, like, is he the reason why she resigned? Like, was he the one that was like, "Okay, this is really bad. You have to leave." Like, what was that conversation like? Mm-hmm. Like, who told her to leave? Because when everything came out with Megan and Harry about a family member asking what color skin Archie was going to have. Everyone automatically assumed it was Charles. Yeah. So I'm just curious, obviously, like, will we find, oh my God, like, will we find that on the documentary? I don't know. I don't know, but you made a good point last week or in our conversation. Now it all blends into one as we're recording this. But like, I think to your point that this was Charles's decision. And I think for certain things like this, it's like almost a zero tolerance policy. And he Mm -hmm. is ringing in a new era of the monarch in the ways that he can. And he's saying, I'm not going to stand for this. And I'm not trying to give him a ton of credit or Mm -hmm. anything in that sense. But I do think there is a part of King Charles that is like, obviously more progressive than his mother or that era might have been. But he never had the opportunities to flex those muscles. And we might start to see that now. Yeah. I feel like there's so much we don't really know about his personality. Mm-hmm. You just think he's kind of like a little goober and <laughs> like who loved Camilla. You know, yes. like that's like the only thing I know about I him. I know. That's his narrative. And I love to treat the crown, which we'll talk about <laughs> when we do like our deep dive episode yes. into it, that like I treat that show like a fucking documentary. Yeah, like, I I'm know. Like, everything in the show happened. <laughs> This is not embellished for dramatical effect at nope. all. This happened. <laughs> like, it's sick. But yeah, I'm glad this bitch resigned. We don't need her. She's literally garbage. S- disgusting. La Plubelle, as yeah. they say. But yeah. it's like, <laughs> in the trash, in the trash. But seriously, she's just, okay, I, I could ramble on and on about her forever because I'm I just too, so mad and like furious. like you said, it just makes you realize like Megan and Harry not that I ever thought they were lying but this kind of story just gives so much more credibility Mm -hmm. to what they were dealing with it gave you a little insight so much more and like again if they lean into this in the documentary like you know what as much as I'm just like oh gosh you guys are really like messy I'm like your Mm -hmm. timing is impeccable like Mm -hmm. I also have to give them props for it and that's all I'm gonna say impeccable timing (laughs) so As everybody knows, Wills and Kate touched down in Boston. Yes. And they went to a basketball game. There was many a meme about when Kate was handing (laughs) Wills the basketball. (laughs) And everyone was saying, like, everyone was like, this is his first time, like, ever seeing one. And it was just really, really funny. Then they do, like, all these events. A lot. They did Boston Proud. They tried. And I'm excited because we've talked about it last week. Like, they they speak through their fashion sometimes, the royals, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time. So I was really excited to see what Kate was going to wear. And uh, I was sick over what I saw. <laughs> this beautiful woman was put in, I think, to be the ugliest color I have quite literally ever seen. It is like... <sighs> I don't know how to even describe. It's so green. It's the color (laughs) of slime. It's gumby. Slime green. It's like I can't wrap my mind around like 
anyone putting. And I think, listen. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. I'm hearing I you out. I'm living green. for this right now. Continue. I love the color green. Green, like it's the color one of my money. favorite colors. Mm-hmm. But what I don't love is on this fair-skinned mm-hmm. to put on this like lime green dress. And I, everyone's like, well, they're in Boston. It's like Irish, like Celtic, yes. like blah, blah, blah. Okay, put her in emerald. <laughs> put her in a sage green. Put her in a dark green, a hunter green, an Ooh. army green. I would have much rather seen <laughs> this person show in up camo? in cargo pants. <laughs> I was so sick over this. And then when she stepped foot on the carpet and the carpet was green. <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes. My eyes bugged out of my head. I am like trying not to laugh uncontrollably right now. Lex, I gotta be honest. I thought this like wasn't really happening. I thought I like, was in you a thought haze. it was like a gag. Yeah, I was like, oh. like Twitter, do your thing. Yes, I was like, wow. No, no, it was real it was life, very real. And she had a beautiful necklace on that. I was reminded Princess Diana did wear as a headband. Yes. And, like, I don't know if that's where the outfit started, was, like, I want to incorporate Diana's headband as a choker and let me do that with this green dress. But, like, the first of all, match. I've, the greens did not match. <laughs> I will give you that. But I will say I have the unpopular opinion of the internet because I loved the dress. <laughs> and I was choking back giggles as you were just talking because you were just running it through the mud and I was like I love the bold color I love the unique cut only Kate could wear that dress I loved it I am shaking (laughs) I appreciated the sentiment toward Boston four leaf clover green St. Patrick's Day green it's hideous it's December (laughs) March is right around the corner. I was so upset. Listen, I know thyself. I make fashion mistakes, okay? I'm not a fashion queen, okay? I love, see, but maybe this is, maybe I'm projecting. I don't know. I don't think so because everybody, you are in the majority of people with the opinion on this dress. I am the unpopular opinion, but I think I appreciated what she was trying to do that I'm trying Mm. to look past. Look, the past. fit was great. Like the yes. fit and the cut on her was exquisite. Chef's kiss, delicious. Chef's the kiss. Color? You did not like the color. I hated it. And you know who else hated it? They must have hated it too, because all of the photos that they're releasing now are in black and white. Mm-hmm. Every but why? Single. Why did that happen? Because again, the internet does what the internet does. And really, you were trying to describe what color is that dress. And the fact of the matter is, and I I can't deny this. It's green screen green. It's, it's green exactly screen, that green color. screen green. It's exactly that color. And so people started putting the Harry and Meghan trailer. People started green screening her dress. And then what happened was they posted photos today from the Prince and Princess of Wales official Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And all those photos were in black and white because they know they don't want anybody coming after them with another green screen moment. No, they just can't have that. They've already got some bad press. They've got some bad press. I do wonder, like, I think, you know, I saw this TikTok of, like, Kate trying to start and emulate more of Megan's style. And I hate, again, putting women against women. You saw that, too. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, is she trying to come out with, like, a more bold color? Like, remember the photo in the rain with Harry and Megan and the cerulean blue dress Mm -hmm. and that gorgeous photo? And I'm like... Kate was trying to make a statement. Can we at least give her the trying and hopefully she can ultimately succeed? I'll give it to her. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'll give it to her. It's really, it's killing me. But I'll I know it. it's killing you. We got to talk to her stylist. You reach out to her stylist, you figure this out. Oh, I will immediately. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about a little... Bravo Cinematic Universe Royal News crossover, because I was really excited to hear your thoughts about this when this article came out. You are our resident Bravo historian. I'm calling on you a lot this week. I really appreciate you. You're leading the charge here. I'm just eager for your thoughts. I'm here to serve. Thank you. Serve, slay, work. Mm -hmm. You're going to do it all. So Kat 
from the DC Housewives. I never watched this. Rest in peace. Yes. Claims she slept with Prince Harry. She shared this story because she doesn't think he's going to share it in his new book, Spare. Take it away. Okay. Let me get some backstory. Yeah. So I, of course, watched Real Houses of DC when it was airing, and I loved it. I thought yeah. it was so incredible. It was like, it was, it was so good. I mean, a couple crashed the White House on what? the show. You don't know about this? I never watched DC, so oh like I didn't so even know was- who this woman was. Oh. Uh, so there was a woman named Mikhail Salahi who was married to Tark Salahi. And they they really thought they were something. So there was a, a woman on the show named Mikhail Salahi. This is like a little detour that we're going to take. Okay. This is like no, what please. I need the history lesson from the Bravo history. They took yeah. a detour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wrong road, as Portia Williams says. Wrong road. She said that she was a Washington commander's cheerleader. And like she was so delusional. And she never was. There was, like, literally no proof ever. And she went to their, like, 20th, like, Washington cheerleader anniversary thing. Like, it was nuts. This couple then crashed the White House. They, like, went to the White House, like, like a dinner, like a correspondence dinner. They got in. How did they crash? And then they had to testify in front of Congress. (gasps) For crashing the dinner? I'm very It was, like, a breach of national security. I mean, listen, I went There's to the White photos House. photos of her, like, with Obama. Like, what? it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that's what was going on in Real Houses of D.C. And Kate, and Kat was a British woman on the show. Okay. And she was married to Obama's photographer. Got it. And um, he ended up running away from her, and she never heard from him ever since. Yeah, it was really crazy. So when I saw what? this headline, Lex, I... Could 100% believe that this is true. Yes. I 100% think Prince Harry, you know, got down. I mean, there's photos of them together. It makes a lot of sense. I feel like he was a party boy. People forget this stuff about Harry. Like, he was the the people's prince. Like, he Mm -hmm. was out about town on Ladies of London, which is another Bravo show. He knew Sophie Stanbury. Like, he knew the like they were very yes. much in the same social circles. So I a hundred percent believe it. Now, why the fuck would that ever be in his book? No need. I don't think it's needed. But I and Kat's like a hilarious, like she's very funny, outspoken, like energetic woman. And I just could mm-hmm. picture her kind of having that young. I mean, she up. was thirty four. He was twenty one. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, even with her making these claims, like, I will say, like, I didn't take it as, like, anything malicious or rude. Mm-hmm. And if you're describing her as, like, fun and vivacious, she's probably sharing oh, the story crazy. just to, like, be funny. Yo, yeah. And be like, she's oh, yeah, it's not going to make it into the book, so I'm going to tell it. Good for her. Good for her. She got that ginger dick. And it's prime. Mm. Like, I think this was when he was his cutest. Like, if you look at the photo of them in the bathtub, I'm just going to look at it myself really quick. Like, they look, he's so cute. <laughs> yeah. No, he's so cute. Remember that, um, that gif or that video? I've really seen it as a gif a lot of him. And he's in that, like, airplane hangar. And he's doing an interview. And then he gets called to do mm-hmm. And he, his shirt lifts up while he's taking his mic off. Like, God bless Megan. Yeah. Yeah. She had the time of her life, she said, despite the 13-year age gap. And you know what? I'm sure she did. I would, too. It's Philip's son. (laughs) You know? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Prince Charles. Yeah, Prince Charles. Prince Charles' son. (laughs) You know, he got weird. You're really, you're holding on to the monarchy, my dear. We've got to, like, get you a little backtrack. Get you on board with a new era once again, as I say. I'm here for King Charles. I'm just going to say it. I really want to see good things from this man and a few eggings here and there in between. All right? That's my wish. Living your truth. Thank you. Living your truth. Lex, are you ready to make it rain with some royal rants? Of course I am. This is the part of the show where we get to rant about the biggest news stories or scandals. And this week, we're making it rain on Meghan and Harry. And Archwell, because yeah. why can't Meghan and Harry keep anyone on their Archwell staff? I, 
this has been something that I just have never understood. I mm-hmm. want to know what's going on over there at R12 HQ. It's weird because this is also something you and I have talked about. Like they kept teasing podcasts and yes. series and th- and I'm like, where is all of it? No, And then people teasing. keep leaving. Remember they in 2020 December had an episode of a podcast, Archwell Audio. They had the trailer and the episode. Archie came in at the end. They said they're having all of these people. And then the podcast never happened. Mm-hmm. And we waited for a year for we archetypes to and come waited. out. Forever. Mm-hmm. What happened there? I need like a true crime docuseries on behind the scenes at Archwell. Absolutely. I need boots on the ground. I need people mic'd up. Mm-hmm. I want... I want full-blown mafia style. We're sending someone in there on the inside. Because I need to know. it's not making sense. And like you said, so many people leave. I believe 14 people have since quit since 2018. Like, that sounds like a lot. Because I'm like, how many? Unless, like, they're staffing, like, thousands of people. Which they're I'm like, not. They're, they're definitely not. not. They're a small, like, okay, I know that they're Harry and Meghan, but, like, they're a small business, okay? Mm-hmm. Because anything else, like they have their Netflix partnership, they have their Spotify partnership. So it's like those companies have teams help them bring their work to life. Their actual Archwell team has to be small. They had, um, what was it? Sunshine Studios was their PR company. They let them go as well and brought things in-house. But I still don't know who's running the ship in-house. We have Mendana Dayani, who was their COO. And she was working for them for 18 months. She stepped down in a mutual decision, so they said, and she will be pursuing her own thing. Now, the rumor on the street with her was that she was actually brought on to support Harry and Meghan during their maternity and paternity leave. And they claimed that it was never the intention that she stay on full time. But like, there's just a part of me, given the history, that cannot fully buy this. I don't know what it is with these two. I can't stop watching Harry and Meghan. But there's also something that I'm just like, what's going on? Yeah, that is something you and I, we just struggle with. Mm -hmm. And we talk about it a lot. Like, we love them. We support them. Of course. And we believe them. Mm -hmm. I want to see them winning. I I want to see them win. But I just like, there's so much confusion. And there's so much like, wishy-washy, like, ness with them, like, I just don't get what's going on over there. I don't get why they can't get things off the ground. You know? I don't know. It's But I mean, it's strange. because they keep bringing new people in and out, I have to mm-hmm. imagine. Or I'm like, on the other side of the coin, I, what I'm very interested about is like what their level of involvement is with these people in the day-to-day. Because on one side, mm-hmm. I'm like, are they bringing in these people and they're not the right people and they realize that and then they let them go or the people decide that it's not the right job for them? Or is it like they're kind of micromanaging and maybe it's like these people come in and they are expected to have some autonomy and to be given the reins and then like Megan and Harry are meddling in everything that it becomes too much? Or is it something in between? I really think it's more of the later. You do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. I think, I think Megan and Harry are very protective of the image that they want out mm-hmm. because so much, because they weren't in control of anything before. And I don't think that Harry has ever been in control of anything his entire life. And so he's like, okay, if I'm going to have my name on something, I want it to be exactly how I want it. And they also have to trust people immensely. Like mm-hmm. they have to. I mean, the NDAs these people probably sign is probably crazy. Yeah. You know? Because, like, they can't leak anything. They can't talk about anything, I feel like. It's it's really interesting because you feel like they would be, like, in this really, like, collaborative, creative environment. Like, those are just the kind of vibes I get from them. But I don't think that that's really what's happening. I think it's very intense. You think that they think they want to be hands-on but it's like too much yeah i think they're pretty fucking annoying Uh, the emails they probably get at like 11 p.m from them being like we need to cut an idea yeah yeah and see i think you're right working their ass off and they're like jesus and like i get wanting it how you want it but at the same time like then don't hire these people 
Right. I'm very curious. Do it curious. yourself. Get Adobe Photoshop, you know, get iMovie going and <laughs> cut a trailer. Somebody get Megan on GarageBand cutting her podcast herself. Immediately. Please. Well, you told me, like, how many people worked on Archetypes? There was a production team, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, it was like 10 to 12 people. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. But if you think about it, or now I look back, like, and I've also read some articles about Archetypes, like, just hearing how the episodes were recorded and the fact that she had her one-on-one interviews, they had to go into the historical research of the actual words for every archetype, and they brought on experts. Some experts who actually said that Megan wasn't the one that interviewed them. They, you know, were cut and spliced into the podcast, but it wasn't Megan asking them questions. It was like a producer. So it's like, I feel like there were producers assigned to different segments and portions, which even still, I don't necessarily know if you need that, but that's what they had. That's so fucking weird. I know. And the main producer also left recently, Rebecca Sananas. Hope I'm saying that correctly as well. But okay, so Rebecca was employed there and she was brought on to produce the podcast. She was like the main producer. But here's the thing. Rebecca has since left and she wants to or is in talks to allegedly start her own podcast. And this kind of brings me back to like influencer world and You know, going back to Megan with the TIG and is she coming back to social media or not? Because I have an analogy here in my thought process. Okay. I remember the world of like influencers with like Danielle Bernstein, Mariana Hewitt, Mm -hmm. um, all these people. Ariel Sharnas. Yeah, Ariel Sharnas, like hiring assistants. And I remember like always going through their Instagram stories and they'd have the job posting and it was like, you do not want to be an influencer because. I think that it's like this thing where it's like, did Rebecca come on and agree to do this podcast to leverage the role, her connections, you know, be in their circles? And like, did she get what she needed from it and now she's out? Or did Harry and Meghan catch on to that? And they're like, no, 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 no. We're not sharing the spotlight. You Mm -hmm. gots to go. I don't know. I mean. Right? I think it's a pretty good theory. No, that's a great theory. I'm stumped. Because I just feel like it's like, Now you're leaving, but now you're starting your own thing. And I did a little digging like on her TikTok and stuff. And like she would always come on and be like, to this week's episode is this and da-da-da. And I get that you're promoting the podcast, but again, it's like that further association of you to Harry and Megan Mm -hmm. and Spotify and this podcast, your face. So it's like, and now you're getting your own podcast allegedly. Mm -hmm. I think this is what she wanted. I think so too. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I don't I don't disagree with that. Like I think, you know, if you if that's what you want to do, that's great. But I but I also understand why Megan and Harry like wouldn't want someone like that working for them. Oh, absolutely, because they have their own ambitions and mm-hmm. like they're probably prioritizing their own wants and needs over doing actual work for Harry and Megan. Do you think Archetypes is going to come back for a second season? I don't know. I mean, I think it did well. Like, it obviously, it was always in, like, the top five on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Like, normally, like, in the top one or two when it came out every week. And I, you know, like, to be honest, I really enjoyed the majority of the episodes. I think Megan also warmed up in her interviews and things like that. But I think if it came back, I would be curious if it came back with Spotify just given that huge gap we had between Archwell Audio and Archetypes, mm-hmm. like, again, we're talking about keeping on staff, but what about their partnerships and relationships with Netflix and Spotify? Like, right. something had to be going on there that they didn't release a podcast for a year. And I know they were dealing with personal stuff, but there was just no talk of it. Right. Like, no mention of it. No mention. Every week I would wake up being like, are we going to get a new Archwell? I, I think you would post it on your Instagram. I like would. almost every week I would see a post. It was like, where is it? Where's the podcast? You'd be searching. Because it's was true. Like it was so weird. And there's this really strange element to Megan where it's like she feels so like not attainable. That's like not the right word I'm looking for. Like she feels so relatable. Like you really yes. want to like get at her. But yet she's like so not allowing us to do that. And it's really frustrating to me. Yeah. I'm like, I want to like, 
Like, if you're going to do a podcast, like, be yourself. Be, you know, start talking. Be chill and relaxed and, like, have fun with it. But with the podcast, it was hard for me. I mean, I did enjoy it to some extent, but, like, it just felt so, like, put on. So here's And that's what I struggle with with her. I have thought about this from time to time. (laughs) Not that it keeps me awake every single day, but like from one mixed race queen to another, you are my like public figure mirror. And I've said this before, but like, it just feels like Megan can't decide who she wants to be. Like Megan, are you former royal, former actress, now activist and advocate? Or are you nerdy American mom? And yes, you can be both, but it's like you trying to self-label and self-identify yourself in every interview, in every article, in every show just makes us feel like you're not relatable because Mm -hmm. it feels like you're not being authentic because you actually don't know yourself. That's all I have to say. Boom. The mic has been dropped. And again, I'm rooting for her. That's the thing. Like, we're rooting for her. But she just can't quite get there. And it's like, she's trying to be something she's not. And I would rather her just say, fuck it. I'm just going to be me, whatever that is. And we go for it. She gives me, like, currently the Hathaway hate vibes. Remember when everybody hated Anne Hathaway? Like, she was trying too hard? That's what's happening here. It's Anne Hathaway at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Hosting the Oscars when we were like, it was so painful yes so that's how i that's a great comparison thank you it's so true i haven't been thinking about it for like not at all four years or anything (laughs) had a lot of time in the pandemic (laughs) i'm deb it's time for a round of mail or fail featuring three royal headlines One of these is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. Will we spot the mail or will we mail? So last week, you spotted it. Mm -hmm. I did not. I have no idea how. I was a clown. I literally stayed up at night thinking about how I was so stupid. So I'm going to read both headlines, all the headlines. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to guess which one is real and which is fake. Okay. So, okay. Option number one. No more Netflix and chill. Prince William and Kate threatened to delete Netflix after the release of Harry and Meghan documentary trailer. Option number two. Mistletoe and wine. Prince Andrew's ex Sarah Ferguson gets royal Christmas invite for the first time in 30 years after toe job scandal. <laughs> Option number three. What the frock. Palace Insider reports Kate Middleton snooping around Queen Elizabeth's royal wardrobe before the U.S. trip. Which one do you think is real? Honestly, can I just shout out the producers? Because how you come up with these beautiful headlines, like, I can't tell you which one is real I off the top. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> these are all real to me. I expect these to click out to three very different, very exciting articles. Yeah. I'm like, wait. Can all of these things have really happened? Like, I don't know. I'm really excited. So which one do you think it is? <sighs> okay. I'm going to say first, I don't think it's option two, only because I cannot see King Charles giving Prince Andrew any olive branch of any sort. No. So that's my one rule out. I was going to ask like, what a toe job is. Wasn't there um, the, the video footage of some man sucking on her toe or her sucking on somebody's toe? I'll look into that and we can follow up on that. Yeah, follow up. We'll circle back. I think it's between option one, no more Netflix and chill, or option three, what the frock. Is the fake one or the real one? I think, oh, I think what the frock is the real one. What do you think? I was going to say what the frock too. Okay. So do you want me to click and see? Click. Yeah. Okay. I'm nervous. Why am I like acting like I'm literally going to die? It's Squid Games. (laughs) Oh my God. The toe job. What? Is the real one. No. Yeah, there's a photo. Come on. Shut the fuck up. That is shocking to me because again, after we saw Prince Andrew lose his security. I'm sick (laughs) over these photos of this man. (laughs) 
kissing her toes. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Sarah Ferguson. All right. I cannot believe this article is real, but Mistletoe and Wine was the winner. And here's the tea. Sarah Ferguson is to be invited to Christmas with the royal family for the first time in 30 years, along with her disgraced ex-hubby, Prince Andrew. She has not spent Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with the rest of the family at Sandraham since she split from Prince Andrew in 1992. Whoa. This is big. This, no, this is, is huge. huge. This is huge. I really, I am, you know what? Once again, producers, chef's got, kiss, because you spin. really, I thought Kate was snooping around Queen Elizabeth's wardrobe. I 100% would have thought that. Oh my gosh. The queen wouldn't have that dress in her closet. I'll tell you that (laughs) right now. Okay. So to finish up this week's episode, let's name our spotted dick for the week. Who has been the real steamed pudding? I mean, for me, we got to go Lady Susan Hussey. I mean, girl, you're racist. You're racist. Right. As if you just boldface had that conversation with a black woman who was there in support of women's abuse and domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And thought nothing of it. Out with the old, in with the new, King Charles, it's a new day for me. Goodbye, Lady Susan. So I saw that you had her as your spotted dick. So obviously, if you didn't, I would have picked her as mine as well. Please. Like, I don't stand racism. So my spotted dick of the week is Kate Middleton's stylist. <laughs> I can't get a read on who it is. I've done some research. There's some names being thrown about, but I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. You know, I don't want anyone. I don't want to put this on anybody. Okay. If it's not for sure. That's fair. So that person is my spotted dick of the week. I was truly sick over this, as you know. Um, And I'll be keeping my eye out and see what's going on with little Katie's fashions, because there's also a photo circulating right now of her with a teased um hair. Pardon? I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's something you need to get your eyes on. All right. It's just so unusual for her to have, like, uh, her hair so quiet. So high. It's that U.S., you know, Dallas, uh, Boston effect. Yeah, I'm like Jersey Dallas. vibe. You know what, though? One thing I will say is your spotted dick was truly my favorite part of today's episode I could not hold back my laughter to hear you go off about that dress and whoever this alleged stylist may be so you know what your loss is my gain thank you so much (laughs) thank you I'm glad that could bring you joy thank you so that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple and Spotify. We will have new episodes every single Thursday. So be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss out on our next episode. Tell all of your royally obsessed friends, you guys. DM us your spotted dicks of the week. I'm really curious to know who you're, you know, thinking is a pile of steamy pudding this week. And follow me on all socials at LexNico. And you can follow me at Bravo Historian. And until next time, may God save the bitch. Betches.